I'm excited. I'm excited. Yo, we, I'm excited about this tour that's called Tag Team Tour. Make some noise for, for the artists that are in the building. They're going to be giving us a little, a little demo here at the end of service. I also got the homie Two Crunk here and his, and his homies from Houston, Texas. Make some noise for my homies from Houston real quick. He got some really dope music as well. So say all in. Say it like you mean it, all in. Yeah, we, we've been talking about being all in for Jesus, and today I want to talk about being in it for the long haul, being in it for the long haul. How many all in it for the long haul? Come on. In it for the long haul. I want to read the scripture, then we're going to pray, then we're going to jump into this thing. Y'all ready? Go to Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. We're going to read this thing together, all right? It says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought, right? That's a, that's a tough brother or sister to be around, someone who doesn't care about God and doesn't care about what people think. Verse 3, and there was a widow in the town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, Pay attention to this. Verse 5, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord says, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on this earth? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for every person that is here today, God. They're here because you brought them here, and they're supposed to be here to hear from heaven and to be able to be everything that you created us to be, Father. Help us to go all in today. Help us to be in this thing for the long haul. For we love you, and we lay down our life for you. In Jesus' name, we all said Amen, amen, amen. So I want to be talking about the biblical foundation today for long-haul living in the kingdom, all right? Long-haul living in the kingdom. I want to read this verse again, Luke 18, verse 1. All right? It says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable, right, to show that they should always pray and not give up. And when I would read this verse in the past, I thought it was really about, you know, encouraging us to be in persistent prayer, like day and night prayer, to constantly be praying, right? But when I read it again to write this, write this message, I realized that it wasn't just about prayer. He says right in the middle, always pray and, say and. So pray, right? It is about praying, but also it's about something else. And not give what? Not give up. He says to pray, but also don't just pray. He connects prayer with not giving up. Y'all see that? Pray and do not give up. But they're still two separate things. So this message today isn't about our prayer life. I'm not going to go deep into, into what we got to do to pray. What I want to do is talk about the second part, and do not give up. Right? Because we look around the world. We look around, you know, in the church. We look around our friends and our family, and we see a lot of times people who just struggle, and they eventually give up on God. Right? We see people giving up on God. We see people giving up on the church. We see people giving up on all types of things. But he's saying, Stay in it for the long haul. In what? I love the message version of verse 8. 
But how much of that kind of persistent faith will the Son of Man or Jesus find on the earth when he returns? Right? We got to be in it for the long haul in what? In Jesus, in Christ, in his kingdom. Right? We all know people that gave up on God. We have to be in it for the long haul in our disciplines. Yes, we have to pray. But when our prayers don't go unanswered, do we continue to pray or do we give up? Right? When we don't get what we want, do we give up on God? Do we give up on the church? Do we give up on each other? Ministry. Oh, man, it's just so hard. Nobody understands what I do for them. You know, nobody really gets my vision. Nobody really gets this. So we give up so easily. The question is, what is going to help us stay in the game for the long haul? And I want to look at some examples that Jesus showed us in his life being in it for the long haul. Luke chapter 9, verse 51, it says this, that Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem, right? Even though he knew he was going there to hang on a cross, Jesus was so focused on finishing the race, he had his face set, the Bible says, like a flint toward Jerusalem. He knew where he was going, even though where he was going was going to mean punishment and death. He was like, I'm in this thing for the long haul. I'm all in. So there's three keys I want to share today for being all in for the long haul in this thing, all right? Y'all ready for these three? The first one is this. You have to serve someone or something bigger than yourself, all right? This is the first key. To be in this thing for the long haul, you're going to have to serve something, some type of vision, some type of person that's bigger than yourself. And let me tell you, the, the biggest person you can serve is Jesus, Right, let's just get that thing straight. Let's get this thing out of the way right now. We have to serve God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. Not half, not three quarters, but all of it. And we have to connect ourselves, right, to, to, to a family, to a house. It's, it's called church. It's Jesus' answer for a broken and dying world. It is, here it is, one answer, one plan, plan A. There is no plan B. It's called the church, period. You have to get under, right? You have to get part of something bigger than yourself. See, it's easy to live in a world and, 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 and go after what the world says you should go after. I remember back in the days, uh, y'all remember those teenage magazines? I don't remember what they were, like Teeny Bop. And, what were they, Tammy? You used to read those magazines. Yeah, we forgot the name of them. And I used to go over to my friend's house, especially the, the young lady's house. They used to pull out the, you know, the poster in the middle. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Teen magazines. They used to have them on the wall. I used to have football players. I had, I had Bo Jackson on my wall, and I had Michael Jordan. Shows my age a little bit, right? Bo Jackson. I had the Bo Jackson where he had the football pads on and the, and the baseball bat. Y'all, who knows what I'm talking about? Rad, you do, right? Okay. But the world is telling us through media and through print, and through television, and through all these things, what we're supposed to be like, right? And, and, and a lot of times we try to be like those people or those things. They tell us what our bodies are supposed to look like. They tell us what we're supposed to wear, right? They tell us all these things, and the world is trying to get you to fit into this little box and this little bubble, but the reality is you want to go in for the long haul in the kingdom. You can't compare yourself to anything that the world is throwing at you because a lot of times we put, you know, we, we, we have an idea of what we're supposed to look like. We have an idea of what we're supposed to do. And if it doesn't happen, guess what? Crash and burn. You ever been there before? So I'm supposed to do this, man. I'm going to work out. I'm going to look like the rock. 
<laughs> and then guess what happens? You know, in a year from now, if I don't look like The Rock, I, I, get, I get all depressed. And it's like, woe is me. And I'm trying to fit into what the world is telling me that I'm supposed to look like. In Mark chapter 8, Jesus asks a question. He's asking his disciples. He says this. He says, who do people say that I am? Right? So he's asking them, who, what, is, what is the world saying that I am? Some say, some say you're Elisha. Some say you're a prophet. Right? Some people say you're this. Some people say you're that. And then he asks a crazy question. He's like, all right, now here's, the, here's another question. Who do you say that I am? Right? So there's the difference between what the world says and what, what do you say or what does Jesus say. So the question is, are we trying to fit in to what the world is telling us? Are we trying to serve something much bigger than what the world is throwing at us? And it's Jesus. Because our life is full of the I wants, right? I want this. I want that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting things. But when the things become your God, right? When, the, when you start to serve those things, when you start to worship those things, but you're like, Scott, I don't sing to those things. But the reality is, what has your affection? What has your time? Where are your finances going towards the most? Because the Bible says where a man's treasure is, there his heart is also. And there's one thing that Jesus wants is all of your heart. So one of the keys is you have to serve something bigger than yourself. And you'll be able to attach it. You'll be able to attach yourself to that vision, to that call for the long haul. Brands are, are doing this nowadays. In 2019, there's brands out there. There's these shoes called Toms. You ever seen those shoes, Toms? They used to be really cheap. They were like 20 bucks. But the, the thing was like, if you buy a pair of these Toms, you actually buy a pair for a kid in another country who doesn't have any shoes. So there was a cause, right? It's like, buy these pair of shoes, and you're going to give away a pair of shoes to a kid that doesn't have any. So it's a cause-driven thing. And next thing you know, Tom's, the brand started to get notoriety. And next thing you know, people started wanting to wear Tom's, even though it's just a piece of, like, yarn with some cloth on the top. Them joints are not comfortable at all. And guess what happened? All of a sudden, they weren't $20 no more. Now Tom's, I think, are like $50, $60, $70. You're like, what the heck happened? Because they've attached themselves. Listen, Tom's attached themselves to something bigger than shoes. And guess what? Today, you can go to the shoe store and buy Tom's anywhere around the world. So if you want to be in this thing for the long haul, you got to attach yourself to something bigger than yourself. I'm telling you. The second key is this. You have to have courage to face the unknown. You want to be in this thing for the long haul, you're going to have to have courage to face the unknown because guess what? Life happens and things come at you, and then next thing you know, you don't know what tomorrow is going to hold in certain times and certain seasons. And you're going to have to have courage to face the unknown, to face the phone call in the middle of the night with the bad news, to face the diagnosis that the doctor gave you that you don't even want to think is really happening, to face the ministry that you don't, that you don't think you're strong enough for. The unknown is always calling, always calling, always beckoning, always threatening, always paralyzing us. Right? We want to have it all figured out. We want to know what we're eating for dinner tonight. All right, what's for dinner? Well, I don't know. 
What do you mean you don't know? How many of y'all like that? Like, you just got to know what, you know, you got to know what you about to eat. Nobody's like, yeah, bring me some of that, and you don't know what it is. Me and Radical were in Africa one time a few years back, and we were with a bunch of our brothers. <laughs> and I'll never forget, one time they served us a meal, and we had absolutely no idea what it was. We had no idea. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at my brothers. I'm like, y'all know we got to eat this, right? And then, and then two of us, uh, we were with Gideon's Army, another rap group. Gideon's Army, they're like, man, they ain't got no chicken wings. I'm like, no, they ain't got no chicken wings, bro. We got to eat this. <laughs> the unknown. What if you had courage to face whatever falls upon your path every single day? You ever thought about that? What if you had the courage to face whatever it is? There's a story about David and Goliath, right? We all know the story. I'm not going to go into the scriptures, right? Nobody had the courage to face this giant, but David shows up on the scene. He's like, man, who is this guy that comes against my Lord? He had the courage to, to face whatever it is that came into his path. The answer might be easier than you think. It's found in the Word of God, and it's found in being connected to his voice. You hear me? It's found, I'm going to say it again, the courage is found in the Word, and the courage that you need is found in being able to hear his voice. There's a man named Abraham that we read about in the scriptures. Before God called him Abraham, his name was Abram. And in Genesis chapter 12, the Lord says this. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land which I will show you. Now, maybe some of y'all have been there before. I've never been there. I've never just picked up all my stuff grab my family, right, grab all my clothes, and just started to walk based on the Lord saying to go to a place where I'm about to show you. Now, he didn't give them the whole roadmap. I believe sometimes if God showed us the, the big picture, we wouldn't go. And so Abraham had to, had to step out by faith into the realm of the unknown because he was basing it on what he heard from the Father. Sometimes you got to be willing to just hang in there. There's a, there's a famous artist. Uh, he's, he's actually a Christian named Max Lucado. Max Lucado. You ever heard of him? He writes and does a bunch of other stuff. Um, and he relates. He used to be a missionary back before he became, you know, an artist. And he says this. I love this. He was serving in Brazil. He says, the Brazilians describe a person who sticks with something with a word, all right? The Brazilian word is gara, G-A-R-R-A. If you look up gara in the Portuguese dictionary, it means fingernails. Fingernails. It's awkward, right? But if someone has gara, meaning he has nails, he hangs in there, right? He digs deep, and he just squeezes, and he holds on to it. That, to me, is one definition of success because Jesus says this, he who endures or holds on to the end will be what? saved. And some of us, we need to have courage just to hold on for a little longer. We got to have garo. We got to have nails. Because if we hold on a little bit, we will be saved. So the first thing is we got to get, we got to get behind something that's bigger than ourselves. We got to serve something that's bigger than ourselves. The second thing is you got to have courage to face the unknown. The third key is this. Pastor Phil shared with the, with, with, our team, early this morning at 9 a.m., he, he shared about 
getting up after you fall. He didn't know that this was actually one of my points, so he was moving in the spirit. You got to be able to get up after you fall. If you're going to be in this thing for the long haul, you're going to be all in. I'm talking about for, for the rest of your life. You're going to have to learn how to get up after you fall. Now, I'm not just talking about like you fall in sin and you backslide, even though, yeah, I am talking about that. But it's not just that. I'm talking about when you trip and when you stumble, when you find yourself in a place like, I don't even know how I got here. You're going to have to be able to pick yourself back up. You're going to have to be able to get up after you fall. There's a story about this man. I don't know if you've ever heard of this man. You might have seen this video before. This man's name is Derek Redman. Derek Redman is a 400-meter record holder from Britain. Redman was at the peak of his running athletic career. In 1992, the Olympics right, came to Barcelona. He was in the semifinal race. This man was poised to win the gold medal. Right? Everything was, was perfectly in line. He was in the best shape of his life, and he was, he was going to run this race. And I'm telling you, everybody was betting on this man because he had everything it took to win the gold medal. Everything seemed perfect. He lined up at the, at the, at the starting line. He was stretching perfectly. He had a perfect position. Boom, they shoot the, they shoot the gun in the air, the race starts. Everything was happening, happening just the way that they planned it. Everything was going great until it wasn't. Sometimes life takes us down pathways that we never anticipated to go. We find ourselves running the race, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves on the floor. Right? We find ourselves with these dreams, these ambitions, these goals, and then we find ourselves laying flat on our back. One thing I really love about that video is his father pushed through the crowd. This was the Olympic Games. You can't just get out on the track. He pushed through security probably saying, I'm his father, I'm his father, I'm his father. And he came to his side, and he helped him finish the race. And I believe that's a lot of our stories here today. That we slipped, we stumbled, right? And we got to get back up. And the good news is if we get back up, maybe we're not as strong as we once were. Maybe we're not as strong as we want to be. But our Father in heaven is right there to lift us up. And he doesn't just lift us up and stay there. He lifts us up and he continues to walk us toward the finish line because he wants us to be all in for the long haul. See, we could fall victim to self-pity or we could persevere like Derek Redman. We can succeed if we get back up. Hebrews 12.1 reminds us to run the race with perseverance and never give up. It says this, therefore, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, if you look around the room, look, look around the room for a second. Look around to these amazing cloud of witnesses. What is a witness? One who's able to testify on behalf of what they know and what they've seen. How many of y'all seen Jesus actually come through, do miracles for your life? Raise your hand up. Look at all the witnesses. Look around the room. It's amazing. Praise God. We're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that hinders us. 
So there's things that are trying to hinder you in life from not going the distance, from not finishing the race. There are things in your life and in my life that are hindering me from completing what God has asked me to do with my life. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. So there's sin that's trying to wrap itself around your feet, wrap, your, wrap itself around your mind. Because when sin starts to entangle us, we can't run the race. We can't be in, all in for the long haul. And I love the last verse. It says, and let us, right, run. Say, let us run. With what? With perseverance. The race marked out for us. There's a race that has been marked out for us, for you and me together. It's been said that victory is not about never falling. Victory has nothing to do with never falling. It's not about first place, second place, or third place. Victory is about getting back up. We're in it for the long haul. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We got to be all in. Luke 18.1, Jesus told his disciples, right, we should pray and not give up. Pray and don't give up. So maybe there's people in this room today that, you know what, you, you just, if you're real with yourself, and real with us, you say, you know what? I gave up a long time ago. I want to be like that man that I watched. Will my father in heaven pick me up and walk with me? I'm here to tell you today, yes, he will. He will. Maybe you're real enough to say, you know what, Scott? I feel like giving up right now. I didn't give up yet, but I really feel like giving up. This message is encouraging me. And I want to know that I could go for the long haul. I could run the race that God has marked out for me. Or maybe you say, you know what, I just, I just want to be able to finish the race well. I want to be able to finish the race well. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand up. Whether you gave up a long time ago, you feel like giving up, raise There's going to be a lot of us. It's okay. I see everybody. This message is for you. I just want to pray right now. I believe that Jesus is going to meet you right where you're at, in your seat. The Bible says where two or more gathered there, he is in the midst, right? So he's, he's already here. He already knows what's going on. And if that father can break through security at the Olympic Games, our Father in heaven can break in this room right now in Jesus' name. So, Father God, I pray for every person that has given up a long time ago, God. I pray that you give them the faith and the endurance to get back up right now in Jesus' name. Just make this your prayer. Just say, Father, pick me back up. 
so I could finish this race. I want to go all in for the long haul. Father God, I also pray over every person that maybe feels like giving up right now. They know who they are. Set a fire down in their soul, Lord Jesus. Help them realize, no, it's not easy to run this race. But in the end, in the finish line, they will hear, well done, good and faithful servants. Well done, son. Well done, daughter. Enter into paradise. That's all I want to hear. I've slipped. I've stumbled. I fell. But I'll get back up. And I'll keep running this race. Help us to persevere, Lord God. Help us to be courageous in the midst of fear. Help us to overcome the obstacles, Lord Jesus. Help us to run this race that you have marked out for us. Holy Spirit, pour out your love upon every person that's hearing my voice right now, Lord Jesus. Encourage us from the inside out, Lord. Touch our hearts and our minds. May we leave different than we walked in this building. For we love you. We praise you. We worship you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We all said, say it like you mean it. Say, come on, come on, Jesus.